You know, he may be coarse and rough, but I wish he could get everywhere. That sounds really inappropriate. That sounds really inappropriate. Hello, and welcome to What Time Is It? The Showtime Podcast. My name's Felipe. And my name is Divya, and we will be your hosts for this series. We're both members of Showtime, a committee under Campus Events and Entertainment at the University of Texas at Austin. In Showtime, we host events related to film and media to the UT community for free. To learn more about Showtime, make sure to follow us on Instagram at UT Showtime and listen to our first podcast episode. In this episode, we will be talking about our favorite Star Wars movie. And by we, I mean Felipe and our guests, because I've only ever watched one Star Wars movie, which was The Last Jedi, which I have heard was the worst one, but we'll get to that later. I'll be here just to talk about why I haven't seen more than one of the Star Wars movies, but luckily Felipe has some company in this episode. We have our lovely guests, Carmen and Ian. Hi, um, I'm Carmen. I'm a bio major senior. I have seen all nine Star Wars movies, plus all the spinoffs. Hi, I'm Ian. I'm a fourth year uh, film major, actually. I've seen the nine Star Wars films several times and all the spinoffs, except I have not completed all the TV shows. I am working my way through Clone Wars right now. I have not completed Clone Wars either, but I have seen like the first couple of seasons. I am also working my way through Clone Wars. Excellent, excellent. I uh, do not know what Clone Wars is, so that's where I stand on that. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will get there. We will get there. Okay, so let's jump right in. I want you to go and tell us, what are, what are your connections to the Star Wars universe? How did you start watching the movies and... Where you're at right now. So I forget exactly how I got started. I know that my parents had a VHS copy of the of the original trilogy with the fancy gold case on it with the with the picture of like Luke holding the lightsaber high above his head. And uh, I used to always ask them about it. And they used to say, Yes, it's a it's a classic sci-fi trilogy. We should watch it. And so we watched it one day on our VHS tape. And it was amazing. I really loved it. I remember my dad always says, because they watched it when it first came out in theaters, and my dad always says he had to watch the first movie twice because he could not get over the first time he watched it because he just, just that opening scene where the starship comes flying over your head, he said that just blew his mind and he did not pay attention for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so he had to go back and see it again. That's awesome. Uh, I also, when I was a kid, uh, I would go to my grandparents' house a lot and they would have this little tv that had a built-in vhs player and uh they had the not the original artwork ones but the ones that had like the half face vhs i don't know if anyone knows what i'm talking about but they had the vh set vhs set of the original trilogy and i would watch those over and over again whenever i was at their house and uh i just remember lay like i have a very clear memory right now of laying in bed and they had put the little TV on a box or a uh, stand or something. And I just watched all three while they were out, you know, watching the news or whatever. And that's how I spent time with my grandparents by not spending time <laughs> with my grandparents <laughs> watching Star Wars instead. Yeah. So I also have the, <laughs> I think I had it in DVD. So maybe I was a little later than you guys. And I, I still have it to this day, the collection with the original thr- trilogy that my dad bought for us to watch. And I watched it, and I remember it, it wasn't really a big deal for me instantly. What started my real love for Star Wars was what is perhaps the best video game of all time, Lego Star Wars. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I started playing it, and I remember I, 
I didn't even like touch the game for 10 years, <laughs> but I could like quote the plot of the new hope because I'd played Lego Star Wars so much. And then I started rewatching it again. And then I remembered everything from a new hope. And I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> Funny story, I actually also played the Lego Star Wars game, uh, even though I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> you, know, you know plenty then, you're doing fine. <laughs> I, I don't think I knew like what I was doing either, because I'm also tragic at video games, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but I did play the game, and uh, yeah, I watched The Last Jedi in 2017, so like when it came out in theaters. I don't remember why I went, who I went with, why I was watching a Star Wars movie with no context, but for some reason I was there. I watched it. I enjoyed it, even though I understood about like 10% of what was going on. But it was good. So that's how I got sort of into it. The fact that you thought it was good is the most important yeah, part. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Uh, I actually, I, I for Last Jedi... I was working at a video rental store across the street from the movie theater and it was opening night and I got my friends to all go out or like they came to visit me. Like the store closed at midnight. And so we had to go to the next showing, which is at like one in the morning. And so I got them all to come hang out at the video store with me while I closed. And at one o'clock in the morning, we walked across the street to the, to the movie theater and saw it. It was awesome. It was such a good crowd. The Avengers trailer played for Infinity War, and the entire audience applauded <laughs> at the trailer. God, it was awesome. That's one thing I miss about going to theaters. Oh, yeah. Just having an, an active audience is so good. This new trilogy, like, it premiered mid-December. That's usually it. I think all three of the movies premiered, like, close to my sister's birthday or on the day. So I actually made my dad leave my sister's birthday party. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you didn't bring your sister with you guys? Yeah, for you real. Just left she, was her, she was with oh, her friends. Okay. It, was, it was like a okay. summer party. Okay. She was with her all oh, her friends. Okay. And, I thought it was just like, bye, you stay <laughs> home. Like, the rest of us are going to no. go watch Star Wars. No, no. The party was still happening. Happy birthday. We're going to see like, Star Wars. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years later, I introduced her. And we watched all the movies before uh, the last movie came out. Mm. And we played Lego Star Wars because that's a must. Of course, yeah. I think that's actually why I didn't get into Star Wars was... Uh, well, before I just, like, never never remembered that it was a thing to, like, watch. Like, you know, people would say it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. And then I would forget. Um, but It's just kind of a cultural zeitgeist yeah. of, oh, it's Star Wars. Everyone's seen it, I guess. Or, like, you know, I know what it's about. It exists. Yeah, I'm here to represent the people who didn't see it, even though I saw one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, after I saw The Last Jedi, I was like, I should actually watch this. And like, so I can know what just happened. Because it was good, but I don't know what happened. Um, but I think I looked it up and like, there was all these things like, this is the real order to watch it in. And like, I'm so indecisive. I was like, what order do I watch it in? And I couldn't pick one because I didn't know anything. And then I just ended up never watching them. Yeah, so that's a question I'm kind of curious. I want to ask you, Felipe. When you showed your sister, what order did you show them in? So I went chronologically, uh, in 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 canon. So one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. I think she already watched four with me once. I like watching them in in story order. Yeah, I think story order. If you want to learn more about the world, that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't I don't necessarily think it's the best first viewing order. I I think you you can get a really good build up to the to the twist of Empire Strikes Back if you I mean like if you don't watch the prequels first, it, it gives that a little bit more weight. But also, so many yeah. people know. I, I feel like I don't yeah, want to spoil it. I don't it, think there's anyone. But at that... the same time, everybody knows. No, come on, <laughs> everyone, everyone knows. <laughs> hey, Divya, what is the big twist in Empire Strikes Back? Okay, I don't know which one Empire Strikes Back is, but all I know is that Darth Vader is like Luke. I am your father, and that's all I knew there before go. I yeah. watched the Last everyone Jedi. Knows this. <laughs> Spoiler alert for people yeah, so who didn't it, know it's, that. I'm like, sorry. Exactly. Like. <laughs> But that was like 1985. <laughs> Everyone knows this already. So and it's like a statement yeah, in pop culture. Yeah. So like people say, even if you don't know what Star Wars is, you know, Luke, I'm your father. But so yeah, so I think the 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 order that you watch the the prequel trilogy before, after you watch the original trilogy kind of lost its its biggest strength. I saw. I've seen like. I I think it's called the Machete Order or something. And there's a lot of things where you watch it. Oh yeah, like. Four, uh, five, then the prequel trilogy, then six, and then the sequels, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's getting too complicated. <laughs> I want to try it someday, but also, oh, yeah. So you watch five, six, and you get uh, five, uh, four, five, and you get into the twist of Luke and your father, and then you go all the way back to the prequels, and you understand how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. But you skip one because one kind of sucks. Everyone hates one, yeah. And the the creator of the order literally <laughs> skipped one when he was making yeah. the order. So one of the that's times like the origin I, story of Anakin. I don't think it's yeah. necessary yeah. because you can kind of get like uh, Anakin is with Obi Wan in the beginning of Attack of the Clones, and they are like, "I haven't seen Padme in ten years," and you know that this is what's happening. You like you know there's a past, and you don't really need to see it. So yeah, I, I'm. I said earlier that I'm in the middle of Clone Wars right now, and what I've been wanting to do is watch all the way up until the last seven episodes of the final season, because the last seven episodes take place during episode three, Revenge of the Sith. And so then I want to watch uh, Phantom Menace, Attack the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, up until I have to watch that bit of Clone Wars, pause it, watch Clone Wars, (laughs) watch the end of Revenge of the Sith, and then watch the rest of the movies. Because apparently, not that that's the way you should do it. I'm just insane. But I really want to watch how they go, go together, you know? You need to make a YouTube video called, This is the Real, Real Order to Watch It. <laughs> the Real Order is pause the movie, watch this episode, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I feel like that's why so many people say they've never watched Star Wars and they don't intend to. It gets so intense sometimes. It sounds so complicated. It's yeah, not that complicated. It's not. It's, like, you don't have to watch, like, Three quarters of the first episode in the <laughs> no, movie, yeah. and then the first fifteen minutes of the next episode, and then half the movie. But it's I not necessarily. <laughs> there's eleven films, seven seasons of a TV show, and then another couple seasons of a different TV show, and another couple of a different TV show, and then a different TV movie, and then you know other movies from the past and that no one cares about anymore. Thousands of books. Yeah, thousands of books. I, I, it can be daunting. I get it. Yeah, I think it's kind of like people who. Who are like, I haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, and I don't plan on it because there's like 11 <laughs> yeah. seasons and so many things that happen. I think it's kind of like that, you know, like, but even more complicated because we don't even know where to start because <laughs> we don't know which yeah. one's the first one you watch. So, yeah. Okay, so now do you guys want to go one by one? What's your favorite Star Wars movie? I can go first real fast. My favorite one is The Last Jedi because that's the only one I have. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't. It's so hard to choose. I usually go with Return of the Jedi, though, mostly because my favorite song is the one that plays at the very end, Victory Celebration. 
Nice. I have to agree with Divya that my favorite Star Wars film is The Last Jedi, and I have seen them all. I always knew I was cultured. Um, yeah. yeah, you got it. <laughs> You're with it. I agree. Last Jedi is my favorite of the recent trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I think The Last Jedi, it's just, it's a good movie. I don't think it fits in the new trilogy, though. Which, uh, well, I don't think anything fits in the new trilogy. It feels, that's fair. It's, that's fair. We, we could talk about that, but it just kind of, it's lacking cohesion. Yeah, I think I much rather like either J.J. Abrams directed three movies or Ryan Johnson directed the three movies, <laughs> yes. which would be excellent. Someone give a Star Wars trilogy. He, he for has Ryan one. Johnson. He's, to co- he's doing one. Oh, he's doing one. Yeah, there, there's that's he's supposed to have one that's still moving forwards apparently, which is super exciting. I think it's easily the most beautiful Star Wars movie there is from a the film from a amazing. film standpoint from like a yeah as a you know as a film as a movie itself it's it's absolutely gorgeous yes the visuals are beautiful the red planet where they do that final battle so the, the oh. casino escape scene just ah oh, amazing i love the design of those creatures mm-hmm. felipe what's your favorite i think i'm gonna have to go with a new hope solid choice it's it's the movie that you know i watched it and i was like oh yeah no now the death stars blow up because i remember when it did in lego so it's like it's just do you want to do you want to go into the prequels? <laughs> that's a I know that's a sensitive topic. I love Revenge of the Sith. Okay, I am fine with Phantom Menace. I don't like Attack of the Clones, but I love Revenge of the Sith. Really? Yeah. I hate the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I I really like Attack of the Clones. Yo. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have such a disagreement here. And I enjoy Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I don't really like the ending. Well, I mean, like, obviously the ending has to be what it is in Revenge of the Sith, but I feel like I kind of like the beginning of Revenge of the Sith more than I like the ending, basically. I feel pretty good about Attack of the Clones because I just <laughs> love all the visuals again, the colors. The, yeah. That, that was the rescue scene. of the clones. Arena scene's great. Yeah. But, the, and then... The gun for, the Clone Wars has is awesome. <laughs> What about the Clone Wars side? The fact, like, the gun the Clone Wars has, as Yoda says, or whatever, that whole, you know, leading into the rise of the Empire, basically, with this clone army. I love that. It's great. That, that is a good scene, yeah. But, but yeah. And then Phantom Menace. I actually kind of like Phantom Menace. I know that's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I feel like it's underrated, honestly. I think it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. I mean, it's it's whatever. In my first Star Wars marathon, it was the only movie I fell asleep while watching. <laughs> so I usually credit that as like not good enough to get me awake. <laughs> and yeah. I get and I get creeped out by the fact that Anakin jumps from ten years old <laughs> so, in yeah. flirting with Natalie Portman. <laughs> That is that is the most awkward part about that. <laughs> my my friends and I just talked about the, the, this the other night. You could make the argument that time moves differently on different planets, so they've aged differently. But it's still been ten years for both of them, and Natalie Portman has aged like two days, and you know it becomes from Jake Lloyd to Hayden Christensen. He becomes a teenager in the span of you know, but but ah, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. I don't remember in. Phantom Menace, or how old she's supposed to be for that matter. But like, I don't know. It's weird. The the time zone, I I don't think their relationship is weird. 
I just think if you cut out episode one, you wouldn't have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you or, cut it out. Or just make him a little bit older. Yeah. Reimagining episode one where Anakin is actually like, say, 15 actually makes a lot of sense. It doesn't take that much away from him. If he's like, I don't think it makes that much of a difference if he's a teenager versus if he's a child in episode one. Yeah. Sure. So there's always, let's talk about cohesion again among the <laughs> trilogies because the original trilogy, George Lucas had a whole plan for a lot of things, but it really wasn't like down to the detail. Like Leia wasn't Luke's sister until, it, it basically until Return of the Jedi started filming, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah. and then in the sequel trilogy, Rey wasn't a Palpatine until, uh, until like midway through shooting of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I, this just came out like like last week. Daisy Ridley was like, I didn't know who I who who she was. I had no idea. Um, and then it's I don't know anything about the production of the prequels except that George Lucas was like, I'm gonna do all of them myself. So maybe he didn't have it planned out properly of the right age. He's like, I think a kid should be Anakin at first, you know? But there's a little flirting, which gets weird. Like I, I believe the last scene of like the Fenton Menace shows uh, a young Anakin Skywalker kind of blinking to <laughs> Denali Portman. Yeah, he's doing this weird little, like, <laughs> he's like see blinking. <laughs> trying to look all suave. Dude's like eight. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah, and I think what you mentioned about the sequels, Ian, uh, that that whole Palpatine thing, I don't, that, that's so news at this point. Like, what? I love oh the that. I love the thing that Ryan Johnson made that she's she, nobody. She doesn't have to be anyone. So good. Yeah, that was he a tried. good premise. It was like the whole point was that she that anybody could use the Force and that the, the it it didn't belong to the Jedi or the Sith. It, the whole point is that the Force flows through every living creature. Yoda freaking said that. Yeah, which is why I love the scene at the very end of Last Jedi where that boy the kid. carries the broom. Yeah, yeah, with the Force. And, and never to be seen again. Yeah. No. Honestly, so I hope I hope the new Ryan Johnson trilogy is about that. Just kid. about that kid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like Finn apparently was supposed to be force sensitive. That that was in the yeah. scripts. That was in all kinds of things. And that yeah, was so cool. Apparently, that was a thing he's trying to tell Ray all the time. Because mm -hmm. like yeah. five times during the movie, he says like, "Hey, I have to tell you something," and he doesn't. Yeah, that's what he's trying to say, we'll and, and they just don't let him have that moment. Obviously, I don't know if you've seen John Boyega recently has been going off on Disney for underusing him and other people of color in the yeah. cast. But like, for yeah. real, he had so much potential to be greater than just yelling Ray's name every five minutes. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, but they had to save space to make uh, Ray and Kylo Ren kiss. Yeah, that's important. That's important. Plot development. Uh. <laughs> it was. I. It was fine. It was fine until they kissed. <laughs> I. Why? I enjoy Rise of Skywalker. I really do. But there's so many decisions that are so baffling in that film. I'm sorry, you don't have a whole lot to say, David. No, I actually like a lot of these things sound very familiar to me because I think after I watched the Last Jedi, I watched a lot of random YouTube videos about Star Wars. And I feel like a lot of things you say are the same things that people rant about on YouTube. So I have a lot of context for these things, but not the full context. That's good. Oh, there's I mean, so much potential. Yeah. And it's, I think J.J. Abrams just got to said and I was like, okay, we need to undo 
everything Ryan Johnson did because the internet kind of hated it. Yeah. And I was like, why? The vo- <laughs> it's, so, it's so frustrating that the most vocal people are the most hateful. Like, the people who liked exactly. it weren't going out and, and, you know, raving about it because that's not what you do when you like something. <laughs> you only complain if you hate it. So, uh No, I was going to say, I don't understand why people hated it so much. I don't either. The originals, I mean, do we really have anything to say about them? I truthfully don't like Return of the Jedi all that much. It's not bad, but I think I usually, in my rankings, put Revenge of the Sith over it. Uh, Like, I've got a whole bunch, and it's, it's, it's rather low. Like, it ends it, and it's great, and it's, like, it's got a lot of good things, but it's just never been one of the ones I like. No, I get you, though, because I feel like my least favorite in the original trilogy is probably Empire Strikes Back, which I know is generally everyone's favorite. Yeah, even I know that. <laughs> Tied with Last Jedi is my favorite movie of those. Wow. Well, roughly. I, I like Last Jedi a little bit more after recent watchings and stuff. What is it that you don't really enjoy about it? Uh... I don't know. I feel like it's very slow for some reason. Or not slow, but like, I feel like it's very big. It meanders. It kind of does meander. I do like how it changes locations with each of the different groups that you're following. But I feel like, like, it's just like Luke's training. Han and Leia are just like mumbling, like uh, meandering about randomly. They don't even know where they're going. (laughs) It, It feels, it doesn't feel like it has a very much direction to it it just feels very flat i kind of i I understand what you're saying i kind of feel like it it, if it was a tv show it would make sense to have some episodes like that but if since it's a movie it's interesting to have an entire movie dedicated to our characters not even being near each other and having to deal with their own things yeah Yeah. but then it it builds it builds to a very important moment that changes the meaning of the whole trilogy that's true yeah i don't like Eight. I wouldn't even go as far as saying I don't like The Empire Strikes Back. I I don't think I think I like Return of the Jedi more than I than I enjoy The Empire Strikes Back. That whole scene with Jabba, I think it's so great. I think yeah, it's cool. That's, that's great. great. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the in all of Star Wars. A New Hope, I could watch any day over and over again. Empire, I have to watch every once in a while. Return of the Jedi, I just don't really like coming back to. Maybe I just don't want it to end. Maybe that's it. Maybe (laughs) I like the the trilogy. I just don't want to watch the ending of it. But it's not the ending anymore, because now you have the sequels. But then I don't want those to end. (laughs) I want a better ending than Rise of Skywalker. So I I can't just jump from Empire to, to Force Awakens, unfortunately. The prequels, yeah. you got the trilogy, you got the sequels, and you got another trilogy. Is this like a? Is this like a? No, there's one, there's three trilogies. Oh, there's three trilogies. Yeah. There, there are three trilogies, and in between those trilogies, there are like TV shows, spinoff movies, and and TV shows. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. So, huh, so you I gotta watch more of those solo. chronological videos. Well, <laughs> if, you, if if you want to say it in order, okay. So we have the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. And Revenge of the Sith, which are the tr- prequel trilogy mm-hmm. that was made after the original thriller trilogy. We and love then it. Then you have Solo comes next. Solo. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh, so oh, cl- sorry. Clone oh, yeah. Wars is in between <laughs> Attack true. of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So it's a whole seven season TV show between the last two movies. And a movie. There was a movie too. 
Oh right. yeah, there was a movie. Okay, so Can Phantom I... Menace, Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, um, Solo. Solo, which is the origin story of Han Solo, which is not a I love Solo. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have, I have, <laughs> so, many, I have so many unpopular Star Wars opinions. I love Solo. <laughs> keep keep going. Then does uh, Rogue One come after Solo? I think... When does Rebels take place? Rebels is before Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, Rebels is before Rogue One. So that's another whole TV show. Star Wars Rebels, which I watched, and it's pretty... I really like it. I, I think not many people like it, I'm but excited I to get really to enjoy one. it. Then we have Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, goes directly into the beginning of A New Hope. And is a fantastic movie. It's great. That deserves more love. That's probably my favorite spinoff. And then we have the original trilogy, so A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And then if you really want, there were Ewok movies that, that took place, <laughs> uh, not necessarily in any timeline, because they had modern day people visiting Ewoks, but that's not important. I don't know if you've <laughs> even seen those. Are we counting the Star Wars Christmas special in this timeline? It, if so, that's, that's just after A New Hope. <laughs> to our viewers who have never seen Star Wars, you guys can rewind and re-listen to that back again, because I will be too. <laughs> We're not done, dude. Oh, I thought that was the done. end. Okay, hold my oh, no. message for There's the end. Now, the sequel trilogy. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Return of the Jedi, 30 years pass, and then The Force Awakens happens. And, and then yeah. The Last Jedi, the, your yes. favorite movie, Divya. And then, oh, like, movie. two years pass, I think, and uh, Rise of Skywalker happens. So... Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty sure Force Awakens and Last Jedi are like they go right towards each other. Okay, like very yeah. close. Oh, so I'm one movie we forgot from the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, I love the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is great. Is. Mandalorian is five years after Return of the Jedi, and still way before uh, Force Awakens happens. So right after the Empire falls at the end of Return of the Jedi, five years pass, Mandalorian happens. All right, I think I followed that. Partially. So what I got from that is I am one movie from the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it's going to go all the way back. (laughs) You You jumped in about 90% of the way through. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That explains why it made no sense. (laughs) Yeah. But it was good. Sorrow's Resistance is a show. I don't, I think that's after Force Awakens, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I think it's after Force Awakens too. And I haven't watched that one, Mm -hmm. but. That one's aimed more for children. Um, yeah. It's still supposed to be pretty good, but it's, it's definitely more more for kids. All of Star Wars is for kids. George Lucas <laughs> always says that. He's like, it's for 10-year-olds. That's the point. And then you have 30-year-olds <laughs> like, no, I don't like what you did to that character. <laughs> it's like, who cares? The 10-year-olds don't. <laughs> and you have a bunch of 20-year-olds discussing it in a 40-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you won't catch us oh, all four think... of us talking about trolls this way. <laughs> hey, I could go in. No, I haven't seen the trolls. Movies. I would like to though. <laughs> Next episode, let's all go in on trolls. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the chronological order of trolls <laughs> and trolls two. Because if you watch parts of trolls two, it flashes back to years before troll. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Spin off podcast on trolls. <laughs> uh. So that's the, that's the timeline, as far as I can tell. Did we miss anything? 
That that is uh, canon. I don't think we did. Uh, the only thing that I can think about is the Kenobi series that's not ready yet. Yeah. So it's coming out the, 2021. Maybe. Yeah, they're supposed to be filming in sure. spring, I think. Is that like about Kenobi after um, uh, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. follows him in between that and A New Hope. And it has Ian McGregor. And which... and I've heard, I've heard rumors that Hayden Christensen is coming back a little bit, which I would die for. I love Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. You love Hayden Christian as much as Hayden Christensen hates sand? Yes, so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he may be coarse and rough, but I wish he could get everywhere. <laughs> that sounds really inappropriate. <laughs> that sounds really inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Let's the the other thing is that there's so much extended stuff for Star Wars. The books and, and, well, it's mostly just books and comic books. I. There's a video game. Oh, and all the video games, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a theme park that's. You're canon. absolutely right. It's so it's weird insane. how canon it is. I, and, and I went, okay, so I've been to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Me too. It's fine. <laughs> I, I wish yeah. I liked it more than I did. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I visited it, I think. Two weeks before COVID shut everything oh. down, but it was great. I think the the main attraction is probably my favorite type of like theme park attraction was, ever. Was that Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride? No, the Rise of the Resistance. Oh, I so I went last summer and that ride wasn't open yet, and I really that, I've heard that's so good, and I wish yeah. I had gotten to go on I, it. I, I I haven't I don't know anything about that ride because I've kind of wanted to wait until you know someday in the future when I get to go again. It's it's great. I'm so I'm gonna stop talking because you're right. It's best to go in as blind as you can. The only thing I didn't like about Galaxy's Edge is how it. it maybe I had a different experience, but I felt like it was fake. Like I know it's not real, mm-hmm. and I think that bothered me because I could touch the rock wall that looks old, but I know it's not old, and it created some kind of like uncanny valley there. It's like your your rationality is trying to bring you to Earth so that you don't go floating off in euphoria that sure. you're actually Star Wars. <laughs> That's exactly right. I don't know. Maybe I felt a little. Maybe I felt a little bit of that, but then I activated the hyperdrive in the middle. Oh of the yeah. Okay. And it solved everything. Smuggler's Run was <laughs> yeah, so sold. cool. I'm sold. That was so good. But I also, I also knew I couldn't buy a lightsaber, and I think that made me sad. My mom would not let me buy a lightsaber. Oh. <laughs> They're like two hundred dollars. They're so <laughs> expensive. They are so expensive. So. That's still canon, yeah, somehow. If you bring it back, the video games. Jedi Fallen Order is the, I think, the only currently actually canon one. I think the the, yeah. the Battlefront 2 is, is verging on being um, actual canon. But Fallen Order is. Mm-hmm. I love Fallen Order. It was a great game. Um, I, played it, yeah. I have to play it. Definitely recommend it. Then the rest of it is all extra. And then the current books, there are there are comic books that are canon and books that they come out to, to tell more of the story. And the comic books, I've been reading the Darth Vader one, and it's really, really good. Um, and Because it apparently explores, I haven't gotten to it yet, but it explores Darth Vader trying to find out what happened to Padme. Because he was lied to mm. by Palpatine about Padme's death. And that, I think that's so cool. There's a bunch of Padme love recently, which makes me happy because she deserves it. 
Yeah, I think something we haven't even like grasped on, and I don't think we're gonna have the time to, is the technical aspects of Star Wars. Oh yeah, the the technical aspect of Star Wars is so so cool. And if if I can plug something, watch the um making of an empire. Something it's the documentary on Disney Plus. It's like three hours long, and it's the making of the original trilogy, and it's just, or actually, I think the first six movies. It's just, it's so choice. I just, I if you want to know information that we can't say right now, watch that. That is, yeah, that's more of my specialty because, like, my dad works in the RTF industry, and so he knows a little bit about that. He's told me a lot about that. No, but one thing I absolutely love about Star Wars is, uh, is the aliens. The it's like an 80s movie and you look at eight other concurrent movies at the same time or tv shows like star trek even before that um probably because of their budgets and lack of special effects that they had at the time but all the aliens are just pretty much humans with with face paint but then Mm -hmm. you get to star wars you get such sophisticated puppets and a little bit of cgi in there it is fantastic and i just love the variety of aliens there's so few that are actually human-like that is one of my favorite parts of this yeah you you don't look at someone uh, at an alien and you're like, oh, that's just a dude in a costume. Because most of the time they look like they exist. It's so good. And they're all unique. Yeah. It's like, it's not a, like a specific race of aliens that you worked on. It's every single one of them. And that's so amazing. That's a, And I think that's what like throws me off in the, in the prequel trilogy that he, George Lucas was like, oh, I can use CGI for that. <laughs> and then it, it just looks weird. Well, they've they use so no. much more practical effects than than a lot of people believe with that because like most of the backgrounds and stuff were matte paintings, just like they used to be, or oh, yeah. like like in the big crowd scene in the pod racing, it's it's little uh, Q tips that are moving as the crowd. <laughs> it's not it's not CGI. It's Q tips that are being blown by a fan, mm-hmm. and like uh, waterfalls are used with salt being poured over the edge. It's just a little oh, like I a saw that. Yeah, it's so cool. But he did use a lot of CGI. <laughs> I can't really argue about that. Yeah, so, like, the best parts, the parts where you're like, oh, that's incredible, they're done practically. Mm-hmm. I just love how, like, Star Wars was brave enough to just throw a whole bunch of random aliens in there. Like, you just never see that in sci-fi. It was, like, the first one to really throw just such a diversity of alien beings out there, and I love that. Okay, so, are we ready to, <laughs> to talk about Star Wars fans? I don't know if I want to talk about fans. They make me upset. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars fans piss me off. There's so much negativity yes. surrounding Last Jedi so and Rise much. of Skywalker that I, I think just like being on Twitter and seeing people say that Rise of Skywalker ruined their f***ing lives. I'm sorry for my language. Maybe censor that. But <laughs> like, how are you? Wh- why does it matter that much to you? That's the whole thing. Like, you you can care a lot about Star Wars and still be like, yeah, so the last movie I didn't like, I mean, it's not going <laughs> to ruin my life or anything, but it's just not great. I wish I had a better ending. You know, and and I think what irritates me the most is the way they treat the actors. What they did to Kelly Marie Tran, oh. who played uh, Rose in The Last Jedi, was insane. Yeah. So maybe Divya and people who... Oh, no, I'm pretty sure we all know about that. That was all over oh, okay. everything yeah. <laughs> after it happened. She, she deleted yeah, everything. So, 
So sad. She had to leave social media because people couldn't understand that she was playing a character. She didn't even write. Not even close. She was given those lines and paid to say that. <laughs> how can people not understand yeah. that? And I saw a lot of things that were like, how could she say that? And I was like, that's what she was hired to do. <laughs> yeah. And even if she even if she wrote them herself, are you really gonna like start harassing a person because they wrote something you didn't like? It's, it, it, it's insane. It just legitimately makes me sad. I, yeah. I can't, I, I don't know. Last Jedi, it's so funny because like I walked out of that theater at, you know, three in the morning, whatever, with my friends. And we were all like, this is the best Star Wars movie. Like, this was so good. I loved it. And they changed their minds. I never did. But they, they eventually were like, no, it was garbage. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you think that? You didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean i feel like if you if you revolve your whole life around some series of movies and they do like one line and you're like no and you're like my whole life was a lie it's all crumbling down i think in some ways i mean that's a really bad thing but in some ways that shows how much the series connected with people that they think their entire life is just burning. There, there's no way to deny how much of an effect Star Wars and other things have on people. Like, it means so much to people that they are, like, legitimately ruined when something isn't right. It's so weird. I not Okay, I can't even say it's weird. I get it. I just don't understand how somebody gets so negative about it. How, how they, you know, feel so hurt by the filmmakers who are just doing their job. I didn't like Rose's character too. I think it was dumb of her to to say Finn in that sure. that last scene in, in the Last Jedi. But I'm not gonna Harass. comment on the actress. Like, <laughs> how could you save him? She did a great job with yeah. what they what she had. You know, and I think it goes back to the thing where Star Wars is made for kids, but it's enjoyed by everyone. Well. Not everyone, but apparently not everyone. <laughs> yeah. So so people just think it's okay to get upset because things didn't go out the way they, they wrote it in their heads. Thought it would. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's hilarious that they, they they're like it's not for kids, and then they act like children. <laughs> and, and the weird thing is, I feel like these people know that there's not they, these aren't the characters that they're playing. But the way they, yeah. they treat them makes it, you know, really hard to tell where their reality actually ends. And then it gets to the internet and the anonymity that that guarantees you, and it just becomes toxic. And these and people probably existed in the 80s and stuff, but they didn't have a forum to be able to harass people with. Now this makes me curious. How would people, uh, like, rage about Star Wars? I, I, I feel like there was a lot of that with Empire Strikes Back. How could he be his father? He's evil, you know. Why didn't Yoda tell him or whatever? And and they're they blamed, you know. I think Irvin Kershner did the second one, and they blame the directors, they blame the actors, but they didn't have a place to say that where everyone would see it. <laughs> yeah. So like a uh, a handful of people who were the critics could express their opinions, and I think if you look at like the early reception for Empire Strikes Back, it's not that great. People really didn't like that twist they didn't see coming and they they didn't enjoy that much also how do you follow up a new hope 
like we we get it now, but you you follow up a a, a genre changing phenomenon like A New Hope with something entirely different where you focus on some romance yeah. and you focus on the characters. It's not about blowing up space stations. It's about, you know, trying to figure out who these people actually are in this universe. I think An Empire Strikes Back definitely is a big setup for Return of the Jedi. Like, A New Hope was made to stand alone, but you mm -hmm. can't have Empire Strikes Back without Return of the Jedi. And I think that's probably, I don't know if this is true or not, but I bet that's when um, opinion of Empire Strikes Back turned around and it became like the best of all the movies was when, you see how it sets it up yeah when you see yeah. the conclusions from return of the jedi like how darth vader is actually a good guy in the end mm -hmm. <gasps> spoilers <laughs> that that <laughs> definitely would lead credence to the machete the order of you see where he came from and how he wasn't always that way and then you get to watch him be redeemed and that's you know it's just a, a great like victory celebration <laughs> I think we can stop it right there. If you guys wouldn't have any final thoughts you'd like to say. Watch Solo. It's really well made. Uh, I, you know, regardless of how it fits into Star Wars, I think everyone did a good job uh, behind and in front of the camera. And it's worthy of more praise than it got. If you don't like it, don't go harass don't Emily harass Clark them on Instagram. Don't, don't tell Alden Ehrenreich he ruined your life because he didn't. I promise you. <laughs> I agree. Solo's good. I still like Rogue One better, but Rogue One just, that's a Star Wars movie if you want a tragic ending, but it's very beautiful, very well made, very touching. Oh, okay. <laughs> My final thought is that once this podcast is published, I will be re-watching it to re-hear the order that you guys suggested because I have Disney Plus and hopefully it has all of them. For your first time, don't worry about the shows. Don't worry about the shows. If you're oh, just I watch, wasn't. Watch movie, Those, yes. When you said seven yeah. seasons, I, I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, don't even try. It's great, but it's not necessary if you don't care. <laughs> yeah, just like focus on the first three trilogies. Maybe add the spinoffs if you want. Yeah, I think that's the main takeaway from this episode. There's a lot to Star Wars, but there doesn't need to be a lot to Star Wars. You know, you don't need to watch. You can just watch one th trilogy. I'd recommend the original, but take your pick, you know? Then if you watch the movie and it left you wanting more, there are there's so there's much more. so much more out there. If I can make one recommendation to Star Wars fans, if you want to read a book in the series, this one is excellent. The one I'm holding right now is Star Wars from a certain point of view. It is a new hope told from a bunch of different perspectives of side characters. Just watching the action happen. It doesn't it doesn't it just expands on everything so you can see what that droid thought at this one moment or how there's a gay love triangle between Tarkin and a stormtrooper. It is excellent. Um, and it is canon, <laughs> by the way. Um, it is canon? It is, yeah, it's, I was going to ask it's, that. I mean, it's it's vaguely canon because, you know, nothing, not everything can be or can't be. But this is the story of A New Hope from a certain point of view. And it is excellent. And if you want to get into the expanded universe, I'd recommend it. And I plugged it as if it was my own book. If you enjoyed that discussion and would like to be part of Showtime where we discuss these topics all the time, make sure to follow us on Instagram at UT Showtime to learn more about the committee and how you can join us. For all our Longhorn listeners out there, have you been missing campus or the sight of the cafeteria food in the tower in the distance? If so, or if not, 
Make sure to check out Showtime's next screening of Boy State this Thursday. Boy State is a documentary that features a thousand 17-year-old boys in Texas as they come together to try completely build up a representative government. The film features two UT students, Stephen Garza and Rene Otero, watch as they build and go their government and occasionally get some kinsulting food. You can sign up to see the movie at our social medias at UT Showtime or at UTexasCEE and on Facebook at University of Texas Campus Events and Entertainment, as well as in the description of the podcast. Once you sign up, you will be sent a link that will allow you to screen the movie. The screening has unlimited spots and is free for UT students, so you have no reason not to join. If you like the movie, make sure to tune into our special episode next week about Boy State. Mm-hmm.